welcome to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. If you're ready for inspiration and tips to improve your life, hear what some of the fascinating minds of today have to say. Our hope is that you'll live your passion and inspire the world. And now, here is your host, Allison H. Larson. Welcome to Spotlight, everybody. I'm so excited for today's show. I've got a really special guest. He's been able to achieve some amazing things in his life. He has an incredible story. Uh, We're going to hear from him in just a minute. Today's show topic is all about finding hope um, and all about the power of that hope and the glory of hope, being able to have hope in these times of uh, (laughs) distress that we've been in lately. And I think we all go through these personal ups and downs. I'm really excited uh, to, to have him on today. And um, thank you for all of those joining us too on legendaryzoom.com. Um, Mika's a good friend of mine. I'm really excited to introduce him to our Spotlight Tribe and Family, our Voice America family, and also our Legendary family. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, today's guest is the fabulous, the amazing, the wonderful, and the powerful Mika Fitzgerald. Mika has started many different TV shows, including uh, Westworld. He's been able to, uh, he just did a, a movie with um, with Harrison Ford called Call of the Wild. So I don't know if you guys have heard of that. I'm sure you've heard of Harrison Ford at least. And um, he is just an amazing uh, man who I've had him speak at several of my events, teen events that we've done. And he's really inspirational. He's got an incredible story. Mika, welcome to the show today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's always wonderful to uh, to reconnect with you. So um, awesome to be on today and uh, get a chance for us to spend some time together. Oh, awesome. And I know we've done this before because uh, there were a few people on before, but now that we're actually live, I want to hear what shows you've been in. Ellie, who is one of our participants joining us from a small town. Ellie, why do you type in where, what town you're joining us from? She says, what shows has Mika been in? I want to know. So can you, I mentioned a few of them, but will you tell me a few more that you've been in? Oh, sure, sure. Absolutely. So yeah, I've been um, in um, shows like... Uh, Fear the Walking Dead on AMC, um, Westworld um, on HBO. I've been on uh, Swamp Thing. It's on DC Universe coming to CW this year. I've done uh, the movie Mollywood that came out last year. We shot in Chicago with uh, Waka Flocka, which is in a feature film. Another movie that came out this year called Greenlight. It's an action thriller by an uh, emerging new director that's a, a, a fun That came out this year. The different uh, as well. Voiceover like for like Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, and Supergirl on the CW network. I've done voiceovers for their uh, doing alien work with those guys, and um, and then yeah, I've done you know uh, you know over so you know so many so many music videos I've, I've done and uh, been blessed to be a part of and short films right. Oh now. yes, I forgot about the music videos. Tell us some of that because I've seen some of your music videos and they're incredible. Tell us. Uh, Who's, uh, whose music videos you've been in? Because I know you guys are oh, going to write yeah. names. Yeah, well, I've done like uh, videos with like artists like Drake. I did that big Hold On, We're Going Home video with him uh, many years ago, which, which was like my first video. And then since then, I've been, you know, I've done videos with artists like, uh, you know, with Lil Wayne, with uh, the Black Keys, Imagine Dragons. Uh, one Have you guys heard of any of these? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did a little, little one with... Um, yeah, with that, uh, 
Shaka Khan. Actually, she just came back like about a year and a half ago, did a video. That was fun to do a little video with her. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, and so I've done, you know, videos with like Stephen Slayer. I got hired to, to kill the band Slayer, which was kind of a crazy dream role um, in a weird way. Um, and that was uh, that was fun. So it's been it's just been great to get a chance to work with all these different artists, realize they're just people, um, you know, uh, and uh, just get a chance to uh, to learn and grow together. Um, I, so it's been yeah, and I, I know you've gotten close to them because I, I was with you during one event a couple of days after there was actually a tragedy um, with one of the artists that you've that you've worked with before and um, and just saw how touched you were um, and how how that really affected you because you'd grown close to him. So um, anyway, I'm just really, yeah. really blessed to have you here, Mika. And I, I, I love hearing all the things that you've been able to do in your life, but I know we have some young entrepreneurs on and even some older entrepreneurs. And I would love for you to share your story because you didn't start in Hollywood at 18. You weren't, uh, you know, walking down the street and a big producer came up to you and said, Hey, we want you to star in our movie. You actually have a really inspirational story of how you got into Hollywood and what you did to start living your dreams. So could you share with us? Um, could you take us back? rewind what was it like 10 years ago before you got started doing all of this yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely well you know I was um you know I was uh in my my mid-30s and I was working for a company out in um Kansas City um and uh you know I was developing a marketing comp uh, product for somebody else and uh, I did that for a couple of years that didn't work out but then I I had to come back and I moved back to the Bay Area and I just kind of relooked it was re-looking at my dreams and I was going through different stuff at the time. You know, I uh, um, was just trying to kind of figure out what I wanted to do going into my about to be 40 years old. And um, I never had really availed myself as an actor. I had this dream in me and people had told me that I had, you know, maybe something. And um, I just didn't know where to find a really a place to apply it. And I was in the Bay Area and I just wasn't in L.A. I didn't have any really particularly connection to this world down here. So um, and, uh, so it just, it took a, a series of events of, of life, taking things, you know, and, uh, you know, you, I, I want to say God in a certain sense, taking things out of my way and kind of showing me and revealing me things that uh, I was holding on to that really weren't serving me particularly. And, um, there were things that I was just holding on to for security reasons out of fear. And so finally, you know, I was able to, uh, to find the hope through, I started, I just started to work on some small productions on, you know, a little independent uh, film and a little short film. Well, and Mika, uh, I want to, I want to pause for just a moment before you tell us about working in that, because you said something that I really want to anchor in for everybody. And I want you to dive a little bit deeper into this. You said fear was stopping you. Now this is some, I, I mean, I, I'm, I look at all that you've been able to accomplish and I think, no, he's never been able to have it. He's never had any fear about anything. <laughs> could you, could you dive a little bit deeper into that fear? And I would love for the people that are, are joining us live here on zoom, just to chat below. If you've ever felt like you've been stopped by fear or you have fear stopping you now, could you tell us a little bit about some of the things that you were afraid of Mika and what you did to get over that fear? Yes. Yes. Um, well, I think, um, I think whenever you're not versed in something, you just, you know, you have, uh, you have that unknown. Am I going to flop? Am I going to fall on my face? Am I going to look stupid? Am I going to, uh, is this going to, uh, 
um, take me backwards to where from where I'm at right now. And I, I uh, uh, for me, I just didn't. Uh, it was that kind of that paralyzing thing that like you just are afraid to jump in the water. You're afraid to get wet. You're afraid to try something new. And for me, I needed a lot of encouragement, but I had to start walking and moving towards that thing that I'm fearful of. So that thing that I'm fearful of, I have to, instead of moving backwards and backing up, I have to move a little forward. So for me, how I, you know, I kind of, I grew into it. My faith was, was, you know, I started walking in it, but then it grew on me as I started to allow myself to say, okay, I want to do a little short film. I want to do this uh, little independent feature. And I just said, okay, it's not much, but I'm going to try. And then I ended up, you know, getting invited to this church and the lady invited me to this actress workshop who ended up being, becoming my acting teacher for two years before moving here. But it was that, you know, but first it starts as a desire and a vision and something inside of you that is calling and finding the courage to listen to that. And even if it's only moving one half of an inch closer to your dream, if it's moving, you know, making that one more phone call or, or saying, okay, I'm going to do a little more research here, or I'm going to improve my skill over here. And so for me, as I started to walk in a, in a little bit of faith, instead of being overwhelmed in the fear, I started to get encouragement. I started getting people saying, Hey, you know what, you know, you are great in that scene or you are great in that you know, that performance, you really touched me. You should really go do something with that, you know? And then, so then it wasn't just me and my little old dream and a whole bunch of fear and a big mountain of fear. It was also somebody saying, Hey, you can do it, you know? And then we get more faith and we get a little more courage and we apply ourselves a little more. And, um, so, you know, finally, you know, for me, uh, it took, things getting ripped from underneath me, you know, uh, one of my, uh, one of my parents, you know, moving on to be with the, the Lord, um, kind of woke me up, made me realize how short life was. That was my second parent. That was my father. Um, seeing, uh, a lot of other people just kind of wasting their time and just running and, you know, just living in this kind of, um, never ending escape, you know what, but none of them were really tackling their dream or going after their thing, you know? And so, you see a lot of people sometimes and they have beautiful lifestyle, if you will, you know, they may have nice clothes, they may have good money, they may have all the things that you think you want, but without a passion, without a vision, what do you have? You know, usually you have a very unhappy person. You have to have something to apply that to. So for me, I just, it took a, a, a lot of things that actually took, I was working for this company and particularly I, I ended up leaving the company, uh, you know, in a way that I really felt was not right, but it was the world and the Lord showing me that he wanted more for me. Otherwise he would have kept me there and I would have been working for them. Well, I I love this. And I want to just reiterate, Mika, I love how you said move forward into your goals, step into the things you're afraid of rather than step out of them. And the other thing that's um, so inspirational about um, you for me is that you didn't say, well, I'm going to wait for my, like my big my big Hollywood movie, you just said, well, I'm going to start little by little and that you gain more courage. But I do have a question here because, um, Haley said, well, when did your big break come? What was your big, did you have a big break or, you know, you, you kind of described meeting some people, finding this acting coach, but when did your big break come, Mika? I don't know. You know what? They keep talking about this big break thing, you know what? And, uh, it's funny cause I don't know, maybe I think it's a whole bunch of little breaks that make, you know what, that leads you to the big break. And maybe I'm just still, you know what? I haven't been I haven't hit the big break yet, but I, I'm not quite sure. Um, for me, you know, I just showed up with a, uh, I felt called and um, I was willing to do 
what I didn't want to do particularly, you know, uh, and say, okay, I'm not, you know, yeah, everybody wants to, to be the main character and everybody wants to be the lead role, but we, are you willing to take the roles that are detestable? Are you willing to take the roles that are, you know what, that are hate, that are characters that people are designed to hate, that you're designed really to, at the, at the end of the movie for them to not like you and love the hero. That's what it takes. And so it also came to willingness and hum and, and, and humbling myself a little bit and saying, okay, yeah, I want to start here, but I have to start somewhere. And if I have my vision of what exactly, I, oh, I only start there. Maybe I'll never start. And um, so for me, it was just willingness and showing up and saying, okay, you know, and as it's been growing, it's, you know, uh, it's uh, continually, you know, now I have, you know, roles being offered to me. People are offering me roles. But for me, you know, I think every actor and every artist um, and, and uh particularly has their own story. I don't think everybody is, it's not the same. It's not just one big break. I mean, yeah, maybe sometimes you have that one thing that everybody knows you for that, that that's your breakout thing, but they don't realize that you've been doing hundreds of projects before you got to that thing that they knew you for. And then they, all of a sudden they know you for this one thing, but it wasn't that particularly, it was all the other things that led up first off for you to even get that other opportunity. Well, and so, I think, I think sometimes people see people like you, Mika, that are, have been in TV shows and movies and music videos, and they see all your success and they think, well, yeah, but you know, I'm not him. It's just because of him. He did it. Like, I, I agree with you. They don't see all the heartache, all the work that you've done, all the time that you've put into it. And I think that's, I think that's a real lesson because if you see somebody that is where you want to be, think about how they got there. And we all have that, you know, capability or that potential to get to where we want to go. It's just, it's just the people who are actually willing to put in the work to get there. And yes, of course you have, you're special. I mean, obviously, <laughs> you're, you're oh, thank you. but, um, but yeah, I, yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. And there's something else that really struck me too, um, that you were just saying, and I'll never forget. I was at a teen event when you said this and you were talking to the teenagers there and it really struck me to like to the point of tears. And for those of you who ever get to hear Mika speak, and you're you're getting a sense of this now, he has a way of just moving people to their very core into their spirits. And we're gonna go go more into some of his messages in the, the second and third segment here. But Mika, I remember you standing up in front of this group of teenagers, and you've often played the bad guy. Like you play the villain a lot. <laughs> and, and I remember you saying, you know, Allison, it used to bother me, or you were talking to the teens, you said, Hey you know, guys, this used to bother me, but then I realized in order for there to be a hero, there has to be a villain. And what I realized was I'm a hero maker and um, heroes wouldn't exist about without me. And I loved that you said that. And it just solidified that everybody has a different role to play. And can you, um, can you elaborate on that just a little bit before, before we go to break? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think um, I think sometimes it's it's interesting how um, we uh, we get casted many times in in Los Angeles, and I don't want to put this in too big of a general form, but um, many times we get casted in these very small, cliched kind of uh, visions that uh, Hollywood has with particular looks and the way people look. You know, this girl's quirky or he's funny or he's scary or he's sexy, you know, and they kind of look at you and they put you into this box. And um, it's one of those things it's hard for actors to sometimes break out of. If you have an intensity, then sometimes, you know what, they want to use you for uh, uh, conflict roles. Um, um, and if you're funny, you know, then, of course, you, you become like the laughing stock or 
you know, some girls, they got to play a particular role all the time and they get tired of playing that role. Um, and uh, so for me, you know, as I've been coming here and um, as the Lord has been revealing more different things to me as far as in just um, in my own spiritual walk with our father, um, I have, uh, uh, as I played all these different other characters and I personified, you know, uh, personified, if you will, um, these uh, dark forces that are kind of, you know, the underbelly of what you need in a, in a story and in, you know, uh, a narration line, you have to have this darkness to overcome. And so to personify that with your body and to be that, it's a wild thing because you, you're, you're tuning into all your frequencies. You're having to use everything. You're using your face, you're using your body, you're using your sound, you're using your, you know, your body is the vessel. And uh, um, for me, it was uh, just like, I was like, oh, it's after a while. Like you get tired. You're like, gosh, can I get another role? I'm always playing the bad guy. But then after a while, I realized, like, well, Mika, you know, you have, uh, if you have a stage show, you know what, at the end of the day, somebody has to play the villain. Nobody, everybody can't be the hero. So you have to have somebody who's going to play the bad guy. And you obviously, obviously have to have somebody who has some power to be able to play the uh, contender to the hero. So um, realizing and not getting stuck in that and kind of turning that around and realizing I'm a hero maker in a certain sense, I'm creating that color and texture in the film for you to be able to experience the glory of hope that's going to come through the hero. So I have to come and I have to harass you and I have to show you what darkness feels like, show you what, 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 what uh, uh, a negative is to illuminate a positive. Mm, I and- love that. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was, it was that whole idea that in order to have the light, you need the darkness in order to have the positive, you need the negative and you were okay. Stepping into that role. Um, I, yeah, I, I have to shifting. It's a mind thing. Sometimes I'll tell you, there's sometimes there comes a line where you have to draw a line where there's, there, there's not a line where it's not art. Okay. You say, you know what, here's my line. Okay. You know what, what you just offered me, whatever opportunity, I don't care about that role because that is, I just can't do that. That's not my line. Now, other you could say, well, this is just another role of darkness, but you have to have a, some kind of line. I mean, if you don't, you don't have to have anything. If you don't want to have a line, don't have a line. Go do anything anybody ever asks you to do. But that's not usually a great idea. You know what? Just to do anything. So you also have to have that line that's, okay, what am I comfortable with and what am I not comfortable with? Yeah. Okay? There's a certain thing that comes to a point where it gets really tough because today is a very uh, dark market and they really are come up with all kinds of different ways to creatively on artists. And they'll try to get you to do things that normally you wouldn't do, okay, under the auspices that it's art. And so you also have to know, have to know where the line stops as an entertainer and it goes. And so that's the hard part. That is, the I think, one challenging part as far as in um, keeping one's... Uh, uh, sanctity and one's uh, sovereignty also as you know as you build a career as an artist and your body is for rent you know well, that is pretty much what it is so you got to choose yeah and I, I mean I think this can apply to all different areas um, it can apply to when we're in school it can apply to when we're entrepreneurs it's like what are we willing to do where's the line we're willing to draw what is it that um, we want to uh, participate and if there's something that we don't want to do having that line so Mika one thing I would love to do right now is um, I kind of want to I, I want to shift the focus a little bit but before we shift that focus into your inspiring messages of hope because you are an amazing 
amazing speaker. You're able to channel wisdom through you. I want to um, ask you two questions. Number one, <laughs> will uh, will you do the uh, like that? I know there's this voice that you did when you were the arrow in, in the arrow. Your villain voice. Will oh you, yes. Will you do a character voice for us. Number one, and then number two, I'd love to. We have about eight minutes to break. I'd love to open it up for some questions, just about um, what you've done in your career for those eight minutes, and then after break, let's come back and let's really dive into this conversation of hope because you um, need besides being an amazing actor is just an I, I the word preacher comes to mind I know that's not the right word but you have that way of like channeling this um, divine wisdom through and you spend a lot of time in meditation and really making sure that you're aligned with with um, with amazing wisdom and light so I'd love to share that with the audience too but can you do one of your character voices for us first oh. <laughs> yes I could do uh okay here we go uh let's do uh, so this is um, scar from um, CD or CW Flash Arrow Legends of Tomorrow and Supergirl. So let me just, uh, yes, I'll get you going here. Okay. We show no threat, human inhabitants. Understanding is our purpose. Any action against us, as shown in the past, will prompt swift retaliation <laughs> that was so amazing i was watching <laughs> people's faces here on the live videos as you were saying that <laughs> blown away i love that really and not was... me it's just a character that's the leader of the dominators he's trying to take over the universe <laughs> he did not succeed he ended up actually having to back off of the back off of the earth and um and uh but yeah he's a fun character to do and uh yeah, so I did that for for Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl, and um, that was fun for the crossover series. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you for uh, <laughs> inviting me to uh, to rebring him back. I haven't done him in a little while. <laughs> I love that, and I love how you you kind of I see the shift when you step into character. So. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to open it up for some questions. We aren't going to be able to open up live since we're doing the radio show, but I would love for you to type your questions down below. And when you, um, when I'm reading your question, I'm going to put you on spotlight video. Um, Lori has a question about, and, and you talked a little bit about your acting coach, but her question is specifically about your agent. How are you? And, and here's Lori right here, Mika. I'm going to put her on spotlight video. Oh, Thank hello, Lori. Lori. All right. Lori's wondering, how did you find an agent? How did you, um, you know, it's funny because actually my first agent uh, out here, my first my first agent out here, I was um, uh, I was referred to. I was actually walking down. It's funny because I was actually walking down the street on Melrose and I stopped at a little shop called uh, Shoes for the Stars and uh, for the Stars Fashion House. It's right there on, on uh, Melrose and um, ended up talking to a man uh, who owned that shop there. And then he ended up introducing me, inviting me to to an, another man's uh, art gallery. And he introduced me to him. And then, you know, he told me um, I had just moved to L.A. And he was like, yeah, you know, um, uh, I, I told him I was looking for an agent. He's like, well, I have a good agent. So that's actually how I got my first commercial uh, agent in Los Angeles. Uh, theatrical is a little different. Um, the uh, Theatrical, uh, my first um, agent here is uh, I'm with Maverick Artist Agency right now. Um, but really, actually, I've booked a lot of stuff without an agent through my talent manager, Michael Delgado, with Me Too Management. He's been uh, um, 
uh, gotten me incredible auditions. So don't underestimate a talent manager. Now I'm with, you know, Maverick Artist Agency. I'm with uh, Buck Walt for uh, commercials and I'm with uh, Coast to Coast Talent for voiceover. Um, but, uh, you know, you never know where you're going to, it's going to get led, you know, led from. Actually, I got, I got uh, recommended to Maverick from somebody else who uh, knew an agent over there. So uh, I think it's also, you know, getting your feet, you know, wet, doing work, staying busy, trying to build your, your, your resume and your body of work. Um, and then just asking around and being open to whichever way, um, you know, the doors open up for you for, yeah. for people and, um, and just, you know, submitting yourself, getting yourself a, a, a theatrical reel and uh, your headshots. But, um, for me, a lot of it has come from, you know, different people, you know, kind of connecting up and resources and people referring people to me. I love that. And it, it really is about the people, you know, um, we have about three minutes to break. Uh, I want to get at least one other question and maybe two. This is a really good question from Ellie. Ellie says was, um, and Ellie is joining us from a small town in Colorado. I think Ellie, how old are you? Are you 12, 13? I think she can type in below or are you? I don't know. You look older, but I, oh, you're 10. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> Ellie's question is, was anybody really mean to you? Kind of like comments on your YouTube. If so, what did you do about that? Or how did you fight through that? Has there ever been anybody that's been mean uh, to you? You know, every once, every once in a while, you know, because I play a lot of just crazy wild characters that are out there every once in a while, you know, people will come and they'll post a little, oh, that's disgusting. That's nasty. Oh, or, you know, uh, or something negative. And to me, you know, uh, I, um, I take it all, I, I take it all in good strides. You know, not everybody has to like me. You know, if I see a little comment, you know, I'm not going to go and go online and uh, have an online war with you on Facebook or in Instagram because you didn't like my picture or because you, you know, you, you put something on there. I'm, you know, I, I'll just probably delete you and just move on. You know what? And, you know, and it's okay. That's okay. Not delete you, but I'm sorry, delete the, delete the little, whatever, you know, message they put on there and let it pass really. Cause to me at the end of the day, you know, not everybody has to applaud you and that's okay. Um, and uh, sometimes, you know, when you're people, you know, post all kinds of stuff and get negative, I really don't take it to heart. I just look at it as people going through things and somehow they're taking it out on me. So, yeah, great advice. And I think that's good advice for anybody. OK, we've got one more question for you. We've only got about a minute and a half. So answer this as quickly as you can. But J.J. Villar, who's. Uh, he's an entertainer. He's part of our tribe. He's worked with Cirque du Soleil and amazing artist and musician. He um, he said, did Hollywood eat you with the glitz and glamour when you first started? If so, how long did it take for you to get out of the facade before you found your true artist voice? So did you did you get overwhelmed and get <laughs> eaten with well, that? I think, I, think, I think all of us do. When we, when we, well, first off, when you first come to Hollywood, there's all the shine. There's all the glitz. There is all the glamour. There's all that, you know, expectation. Um, and, uh, if you've been, never been really around it, particularly, um, it all looks very alluring and it looks illuminating and it looks exciting and it all just looks so fun. You know, you're just like, wow, this is just, this is great, you know? And, 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 uh, um, but then I think, you know, after, you know, being here for now, I've been here for seven years, um, as I've realized, um, and this kind of really ties into what we're talking about, you know, of, of, of hope, um, is one of the things that uh, I've realized is that things, you know, they're never usually what you expect them to be. And if you expect your guest star role or that feature film or that voiceover job or that national commercial or that music video to fulfill you and to redeem you and to make you feel whole, you're going to be disappointed every time because mm -hmm. it doesn't, it doesn't offer that, you know, it does offer a rush. It does offer a high, 
But at the end of the day, it doesn't fulfill us and doesn't yeah uh, doesn't give us purpose in our lives. So well, I think after. And, and thank you. I'm going to have to cut you off for a commercial break now. We're going to be uh, back in just a moment, but great questions, you guys. Um, I am loving this interview with Mika Fitzgerald. When we come back, more with Mika, and he's going to be talking about the glory of hope. We'll be right back. Yes. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune in to Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel and get amplified. If you want to join the ranks of the influencers, you've got to think like an influencer. How about joining one of the top influencers in the world, Leonard Kim, for Grow Your Influence Tree. Leonard and his guests discuss the topics that aspiring influencers need to know, from brand building to getting yourself published and growing your audience. There's a bunch of fun and even some twists involved to keep you on your toes. You just have to listen every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Larson. Yay, and I love dancing to this music. Welcome back to Spotlight. I'm so excited. For those of you that are just joining us today, we have special guest Mika Fitzgerald joining us from Hollywood. Mika is an actor who's appeared in TV shows such as Arrow, Westworld, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He uh, most recently appeared in the movie Call of the Wild with Harrison Ford. And um, besides that, Mika's just a really great guy. He's a personal friend of mine. I've been able to interview Mika a couple times on different red carpets. And, and have him uh, speak at some different events that I had. And Mika's story has been sharing with us about how he really um, got to be doing and got to be where he is in Hollywood. It's really inspiring. It's all about having a goal and a dream, working hard. We had a great question in the first segment about, you know, are you letting the haters get you down? Um, Ellie asked that question. And, and I just really loved your response, Mika, which is no, you know, just 
delete those people off your feed and <laughs> move on, keep moving forward. So um, Mika, you are a true inspiration. I'd like to shift a little bit. I, we've talked a lot about your success and some of the things that you've been able to do in Hollywood, but you have this um, amazing capacity in, in this ability and you've chosen to make sure that your faith stays strong in these times. One of the questions we had before break was, you know, did you get overwhelmed by the glitz and glam of Hollywood? And, um, and, and what did you do? And you, you've talked a lot about your faith and how that kept you grounded. So um, today's topic is about the glory of hope. I'd love for you just to speak words of inspiration about the glory of hope. And maybe tell us a little bit about your journey of faith and how you stay strong in your faith, despite all the craziness that's going on in the world and in your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I think, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, um, Without hope, we don't really have anything. We don't have anything in life unless we have some hope of some something to become better than what we have today, and or some kind of purpose that we're living on. And um, for me, you know, uh, I always, you know, was very, very much an instant gratification kind of person who always, you know, needed my instant gratification now. I wanted it now. I wanted it now. Patience, I did not have, you know, and uh, that was always a challenge with me. And one of the things I've learned is I've been. Um, uh, pursuing, you know, my dreams is uh, realizing that sometimes things don't happen, particularly on a time frame, because the Lord has a bigger purpose and a bigger reason for you that is actually greater than what you can see right now. So sometimes actually he's actually honoring you by rejecting what it is that you want, you know, in life. And, and sometimes, so sometimes it, it, it does get greater later when we're ready and we're prepared for it, because many times we say we're ready, but we're not ready. We say we want it, but we really couldn't handle it if it came right now. Well, and I, I love what you said about that. You know, in my life, uh, just to share with you really quickly, um, and for me, I have this dream of going into social work, right? And I was getting mm -hmm. my four-year degree. I was like a, a year away from graduating. I was like the star student. And due to circumstances, I was pregnant with my second baby and my husband transferred schools. And all these things happened to me, my ex-husband all these things happened around me and I wasn't able to finish my social work degree. I chose, I chose not to, but because of these different things, I think back now and I'm like, wow, you know, at the time I was so sad and I thought, well, this is my big dream. It's going to take away. But now I realize, had I followed that path, I wouldn't have been able to do what I'm doing now. I probably wouldn't have the, the radio show. I wouldn't have had a TV show. I wouldn't have spoken on stages. I wouldn't have met you, Mika. And so that's, I think that's hard though, when we're in the moment to keep that perspective. What do you do in the moment when you feel like doors are being slammed in your face and you feel really frustrated? How do you keep the hope alive? It is, it is, it is challenging. And sometimes, you know, all we can do is check, is almost literally, you know, sit on our hands and find, you know, some peace with God inside of us. Um, you know, especially a time like now where everybody, you know, people can't, you know, haven't been able to really go out. Everybody's felt confined. Um, I think even in the midst of this, you know, pandemic, you know what, in this situation that's going on with uh, everybody being locked down, it's it's sent people back to go back into, you know, kind of, you know, some in a certain way, look back into themselves instead of just running and running and running. Um, and uh, for me, uh, you know, I, I've, you know, I've learned to trust in the Lord and realizing that it's not always about my will. Okay, Even though I know I want something right now to happen. In a certain sense, sometimes I have to, I, today I've learned to submit my will to a will that's much greater than mine. And so even though I submit, I say, okay, I want this to happen. I want to do a petition for this to happen today, Lord. 
But if it does not happen, and if it's not in your will for it to happen, okay, then I don't want it to happen. You know, I'm gonna. I want it to happen the way that you want it to happen. But that's so hard. I want to. I want to. I want to know is, more. I want to know more how you do that because here's what I found has happened in my life. And by the way, I just want to read this real quick. Diane says, "Hope." She defines hope as the unseen, solid knowing that all is coming to me in the perfect way, even in difficult situations. And I agree. And I agree with what you're saying, Mika. And there's so many times I've said, "Okay." God, I submit to your will, whatever you want for me, but then things don't happen the way I really want them to happen. And I'm like, this sucks. And I don't really like this. So how do you get to that point where you can be okay with what's happening? And how do you know the difference between just like giving up and submitting? So number one, how do you be okay? That is is a tough one. That, you know what, that, uh, uh, that divination for being able to, to really, uh, discern that, that discernment, excuse me, um, is, is sometimes challenging to know when it's time, when the Lord is telling you something, or you just, you're not faithful enough, or you're, you haven't tried hard enough, or you haven't put enough effort in, or is it that it's telling me that this is not for me and something else is, or is it telling me that it's not, it, it is for me, but it's not right now. And, that is, I think, one of the most challenging parts, I think, is sometimes is discerning that. Um, but I also think that finding, um, realizing, not getting stuck to the end. See the, see, the reason why we get disappointed is because of our expectation. Okay? Mm-hmm. Your expectation creates your disappointment. If you didn't have the expectation, okay, then you would never be disappointed. But because your head is stuck on, okay, it has to happen this way. What happens is we edge out every other way that it's supposed to happen or can happen for us because our brains are so stuck with peripheral vision and only seeing this one thing, this one part of it, but we don't see the bigger package, if you will. And um, I think sometimes it really, it comes down to getting out of your will. There's a time to use your will and there's a time not to not to be overwhelmed by your will. And a will is like, you know, a human will is a double edged sword because it does. It is gives us power, but it also uh, can destroy us if we don't if we if we're really not careful, if we let our will run wild. So yeah, I, I think yes. it's um, it's a fine balance. But I think finding internal peace, finding a peace inside of yourself that is not made by hands, that no man or woman can steal, that nobody in the world can erase, okay? Finding peace there in your heart, in your spirit, okay? Besides all of the worldly things that we are offered here and that we're promised and that we dream of and we look at other people having and we we, we desire what they have and we want to experience those experiences, at the end of the day, finding an internal Yeah. Oh, but I think we lost you for a minute there, Mika, but I love what, I love what uh, Mika, oh, there you are, you're back. We lost you for just a second, but I love this idea of what you're saying about um, internal and eternal peace. And my question for you, and we may have a bad connection now, let's see if we get him back. But my question for you, Mika, if we, if we can get the connection back is what specific things do you do every day to be able to come to that place of peace or stillness within you? All right. Looks like we've, uh, we've kind of lost Mika. Well, I want to, I want to, um, Mika, are you back? 
Yeah, I can, oh, I can yeah, hear now, you. Now you're back. I okay. Can, we uh, we lost you. you for a sec. Um, but what my question is, and, and then Haley's got a question too. Um, my question for you is, what do yeah, you, I just moved, I just you do to find that peace? And then Haley's question for you is, what has been your biggest setback? So let's answer those two questions. Number one, how do you find peace every day? And number two, what was your mm. setback? Mm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I find peace today, you know, uh, uh, every day. I mean, uh, as uh, the Lord has given me more thirst for his word, I've been uh, um, very just uh, um, drawn to, to reading the word, of, the word of God, reading the Bible, the King James Version, um, and getting to know, you know, uh, all the men and women who have come, you know, before me here, as far as in, in the word of God and being able to be uh, uh, empowered by that and letting that peace, you know, sit and still with me. And then every day, you know, it's taking a little bit of time and just taking a few minutes and turning it over to the Lord and saying, you know what, I, today, Lord, use me as you know it as an instrument in your kingdom. You know what, Lord, bring me peace where I only know chaos. Bring me light where I'm lost in the darkness and I'm confused and I'm lost in fear. Give me the faith and the courage to move forward. Give mm -hmm. me the, give me the, give, give me the ability to be able to be a light in somebody else's life today in your name, Lord, not mine. And so, uh, you know, allowing the Lord to be able to work through us, not just to, you know, pray to the Lord to give me this, give me that hope, give me this strength, but, but to be able to, to ask for the willingness um, and the desire, giving your true heart's desire to serve. And then everything else is going to become a bonus plan on top of that. Yeah, absolutely. Love that. I just got the chills when you're talking. We got lots of comments here. Um, great, great inspiration. What has been your what has uh, been your biggest setback, Mika, um, recently or in your career that you can think about? Question from Haley. My biggest setback, I guess. Oh, my biggest setback. I would guess my biggest probably, I, th I think my setback would be uh, uh, my biggest liability. I don't when, it, when you say setback, a uh, challenge, I guess, would, you know, would be my own battle with myself, my, my battles with myself as far as in, um, Believing really actually I, in something that I can't see here. Like my, my biggest setback, I think I've been lost in many, many times, I've been lost in my own head, kind of judging my own characters in a certain way and letting that emotionally get on me. You know what? So being too self judgmental, if you will, is the words that I'm looking for, actually, you know, um, where you're judging yourself in a negative certain sense and um so not being self you know not uh uh allowing yourself to really appreciate all of what you are and looking and judging your own self i think it's been my hardest probably one of my setbacks in my in my careers looking at myself third party if you will yeah. And there were some people commenting below saying they definitely have had that uh, same experience. If you've ever struggled with uh, judging yourself, type in down below. I think it can be a lot of our greatest setbacks. And it's really nice to know that that we're not alone. There's a beautiful question here for you, Mika, from Ellie. Um, she said, in the darkest times, in the most empty feeling, how do you find the light and feel the warmth of the light? 
So when you're in those darkest times and you're feeling absolutely empty, how do you find that warmth of the light and feel it? You know, I found it, I found it by being a comforter to other people. You know, I found it, you know what, the best way to get out of your own slump is to go help somebody out of a slump. You know what, the best way to really to, to be in the spirit is to get to, is to, is to get in the spirit with somebody else. So, um, and we're all suffering on different levels. Everybody has their own sense of suffering, the things that we go through and you don't know, but nobody knows anybody else's story. So, you know, I can try to judge you, but I, I don't know your full story of everything that you've really been through. So, uh, how can I judge? But the more, I think the more we get out of the self-obsession, the self, the self deception, okay. That it's about you. Cause that, this is where we get stuck. We get stuck in the meism, the, the I, I, yes, okay? this is where we get lost. Okay? This, this is where Satan does his greatest work on us. This is where we get, we, you know, we get into all of these self-hatred things and not worthy and, 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 and why, and, uh, uh, all of a sudden we start, you know, putting things on God that God doesn't deserve, um, is in that self-absorption. And that's one of the greatest challenges in Los Angeles. And one of the greatest challenges is, you know, in, in the entertainment industry. And, you know, as much as we love to avail ourselves, people get destroyed by this, this self-consumption because mm-hmm. we become self-consumed. And um, so I think really the, to answer your question, the greatest way to get out of that when you find no hope, at least for me anyway, every day, it's beautiful. You know, I, I, as I've been learning more of the words, you know, word of the Lord and, 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 and looking to foster him in my heart and in all that I do, you know, the more opportunities the Lord gives me to pray for other people and to be a spiritual intercessor for others, people I don't even know. And it happens all the time now. It happened and, I, and it's a beautiful honor and a blessing. And I'm grateful for the Lord entrusting me with that. But it's also something that, you know what, that as you start to be able to do that, you realize that other people are going through spiritual battles and that, that this thing that you're feeling is not just you, that it's all around you. And then all of a sudden you're not lost in the isolated island of yourself and you're actually forged in the indelible power of God. And he can cover you and he can cleanse out and cleans out and purge and, and purge uh, all of the other stuff that has you feeling so unworthy. And that has you feeling, you know, so happy and so discontent. And so the more I've learned to be able to share the spirit and even sometimes, you know, sometimes, you know, it, it, we are uh, uh, lifting other people and sometimes other people are lifting us. But putting yourself out there, getting out of the self um uh, uh, the self-consumed uh, state that uh, that many times we get ourselves locked into, and then it's just self-hatred, and then all of a sudden we're we're running, and then we're we're acting out of things and doing things that are really not in our interest at all, just trying to escape this, you know, feeling that is uh, that we we can't shake. So, and the only way to shake it really, I think, is a spiritual um, solution, not a physical one. Yeah, thank you so much, Mika. This has been absolutely incredible. Um, We've only got a few more minutes of the show left. I would love for the people who are participating uh, live to type in below, what have been some of your biggest takeaways? What have you learned from Mika? Um, Ellie says, for 
to you, Mika. She says, I get that great answer. Um, and I'm connected to God when the rest of my family isn't really. So I understand that. And also thank you, yeah, Reverend. And that's, why they need you, and that's why they need her the most. Because at the end of the day, when your family is not, okay, then you are the one. You're the only one that the Lord is trusting, okay, right now to carry his word. And they're going to need you. And they need you to love him more than they, 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 they you know what, to, for, to, to love him for them. And, and that's the thing that we also realize, you know, is that how much of a, of a beacon of light we can all be in our friends and family's lives, you know, as we get our spirituals, you know, um, in order as far as in, in, in where our heart is and not letting the things of this yeah. world consume us. Absolutely. And, you know, I think a lot of us on here can relate for those of us who are wanting and seeking that spiritual growth, who are, you know, deep diving every day into prayer and meditation. Sometimes the people that are around us that aren't, it can feel like we're alone or it can feel like we're different, but in reality, we can be that beacon or that light. Uh, Linda made a whole list of notes here of, of uh, her takeaways. One of the ones that I love is here. She says, when in darkness, go serve instead of being stuck in the I or the me. Self-absorption becomes our own stuck darkness and be a vessel for good. Shauna says that she yeah. loves Mika, how much you love God more than you love yourself. It's beautiful. Uh, Diane said that her biggest takeaway was keeping taking the small steps that to keep taking the small steps that lead to the big outcome. Julia, um, uh, Julia, it is recorded, so you can watch the rest of it later. And then Nishala says, um, sharing light is essential, especially during this time. And I really think this time is when the leaders are being separated from the followers. So Mika, I wanted to give you a chance. You've been so inspirational today. Your story's inspirational. I wanted to give you a chance to share any final words that are on your heart with our um, audience here today, with our Voice America family, with the, the, the people that are joining us here in Spotlight. Um, what, what are the final words that you feel like uh, is important for everybody to hear? Uh, well, I would, um, I, would, uh, I would love to uh, uh, do a little prayer for everybody online, if you don't mind me, on, on the way going out, actually. Um, we can do a little prayer for everybody if they'd like to. Uh, just um, For me, I think, you know, keeping our eyes on the Lord, realizing that uh, at the end of the day, all the material stuff in the world is not going to fulfill us. Realizing at the end of the day that, you know, all those names that you want associated with your name, whether it be a title or a position, at the end of the day, none of that gets us into heaven. At the end of the day, none of that, you take none of that with you. You came in this world naked and you're going to leave this world naked. Okay. So realizing that a lot of the stuff that we are making, so that we think is making us so unhappy that we don't have, you know, access to right now because of the, you know, pandemic and all the other stuff that many times we're focusing on all this external stuff. And there's people, you know, in countries that are, that just want to eat. And so I think just finding that gratitude in our hearts, you know, being able to keep our eyes on the Lord and realizing that there is, uh, uh, you know, a, a greater power than it that is working here in this world, you know, than just, you know, what we do with our hands and, um, finding the love of God in your heart, you know what, and, um, letting him comfort you. That's really, you know, to me, uh, as the Lord has been calling me up and raising me up to be able to serve him in whichever way he calls me to serve him. Um, uh, I am grateful and, uh, just am trying to, to do all I can, you know, in this little time that we have here left on this earth and none of us know how much time we have left to uh to try to be a a, a bridge of, of hope for others and, and trying to be uh be able to offer you know something as far as in um 
in this world besides just, you know, the money I've made or didn't make or spent or what I accomplished or didn't accomplish in this flesh. So I really, I'm, you know, I'm looking to, uh, to me to be able to serve the Lord. I've been working on my music, working on this uh, transformational album that uh, um, for the last you know, several years. And, um, and I'm praying to be able to get it out. And uh, I just want people to, uh, to, yeah, to, to, uh, to find, to find peace and to be, uh, you know, spiritual shakers. So where yeah, can people mind, follow I'm... you, Mika? And um, mm-hmm. where can yeah, they you follow you? At, I, uh, I'm uh, Mika, M-I-C-A-H, Fitzgerald, F-I-T-Z-G-E-R-A-L-D, uh, at Instagram. So uh, Instagram, you can catch me there. And it's also Mika Fitzgerald, M-I-C-H, uh, Fitzgerald at, uh, on Facebook as well. Um, and then uh, the next thing is... All right, we're losing you, Mika. Let's get in this website. We're working there. Can you hear me? Okay, now you're back. So great. So we've got your Instagram. We've got your Facebook. Um, we're going to connect with you. We've got about one more minute till the show ends. And I would love to have you uh, lead us uh, or leave us with a prayer for those who want to stay on. And just a, a, a reminder for uh, those of you who are joining the Belief Breakthrough. It's uh, coming up right next. So hop off this meeting and hop back on. But uh, Mika, we've got about a minute left in the radio show. If anybody uh, would like to participate in this, we'd love to have you share the word of God with us. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, we'll just take a minute here. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for putting us here today, dear Lord, and giving us another day. Thank you for connecting me with Allison again, dear Lord, and all the beautiful people who are online here, dear Lord, today. I ask you today, dear Lord, to be able to fill their hearts with your wisdom and your love and your compassion and mercy, Heavenly Father. To be able to lift them and their their discouragements and their challenges and their moments of doubt and give them new hope and faith, dear Lord. And I ask you to be able to lead them in the path of, of truth and righteousness and, and, and to be a voice for those who do not hear your name, dear Lord. And I thank you for blessing my life, dear Lord, with your presence. And I pray that your, your voice can be spoken to all those who receive you. In the name and blood of Jesus Christ, may we do his will, not ours. Amen. Mm, amen. Thank you so much, Mika. And today, as we as we wrap up our show, I'm just sending a lot of love and light and gratitude to Mika. Um, could everybody please just send him your love and light and gratitude, whether you're listening on Voice America, whether you're listening live or listening to the recording, if you're here joining us on Zoom or joining us through the Legendary Tribe. Um, Mika, I want you to know that you have uplifted and inspired us with your story, with your words, with your determination with your message on the glory of hope today. And I want you to know and feel the light and love that we have all to share with you. And for those of you who are listening, make sure and follow Mika. Uh, He is absolutely inspirational. He's doing a lot of great things in the world. Um, And and make sure and check out some of those shows that he's been in as well. and for those of you listening, here's here's the one thing that I would encourage you to do. You know, the difference between a good show and a life-changing show. <laughs> good, good the, the difference between a life-changing event and an, an event that's just going to be like uh, any other event comes down to one thing, and that is action. It is what is the action step that you're going to do. Walking away from this experience today, I'd like for everybody just to pick one thing that Mika said that inspired you. One thing that came into your mind or one takeaway that you had. And uh, if you're joining us live on Zoom, type it in below. What is your commitment? What is your take? 
for making us a part of your week. Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show, can be heard live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go make a difference and be sure to tune in again for the next show.